magazine flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Yes. Yes, it is six o'clock. You have a tape player on your oh, belt buckle. Hour. That is so happier than cool. We have a visiting comedian tonight from Medford, Oregon. We have our regular people. We have everybody. It's the happiest happy hour of happies. It's time for the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm. Yay! And then yay. It's okay. It's a it's a it's a happy it's a happy happy day here on MutinyRadio.fm. We have and he's taking flyers. We love that. We've got the flyers that were designed by Timothy Pizza, uh, new savior of the station. Also putting up the RSS feeds and making us seem like we're actually a radio station. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, we are. We're streaming right now on uh, MutinyRadio.fm, and we have. 23 amazing comedians for you in the next two hours, and then it's followed by a really fun show called Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. So please remember, people, if you want to donate to Mutiny Radio, you can put $5 in that jar over there, and then you get a special treat. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. A, a medicinal treat that I've made for you from my own medicinal stash, and it's very strong, and they're very delicious. They're definitely worth more than $5, so everybody wins. Yay! All right, everybody wins on happy hour. Oh, thank you. The clapping is excellent. Everyone wins on happy hour, and you, because you actually get to see these great comedians, and your first comedian uh, is no exception. He's a wonderful, hilarious human being. He runs a show here called the F-E-F-Y podcast. That's fuck everything, fuck you. Put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza! I've been, uh, I've been having problems motivating lately. Like, I, I, I get in my apartment, and it's pretty messy. I mean, it's not like gross messy with food and jizz everywhere, but uh, it's it's just clutter. And uh, I get home, uh, and I stand in the middle of the room, and everywhere I look, there's just tiny little nightmares. Like, I look at that table right there, like, oh, that's 50 little nightmares. And I look over there, I'm like, oh, there's 75 more nightmares. There's a pile of mail. There's some nightmares that go back for years. Uh, and then I'm like, I got to clean, I got to clean, I got to clean. I'm like, oh, God, I got all this shitty energy. I'm like, hmm, I'll beat off. <laughs> and then that takes away all my energy, and I fall asleep on the couch, and the cycle repeats. Um, <laughs> I actually fucking Googled how to make myself OCD. <laughs> I would kill to be, like, a neat freak. Like, even if I had to, like, check the lock, like, 25 times before I go, it would be worth it to come home to just, like, a spotless place. Like, actually take my shoes off when I come inside and do all that shit. Oh, uh, man, it'd be, it would be great. Um, let's see what else. Like, uh, I found out that one of the most endearing things that you can see is uh, two morons having a conversation. Um, I was in front of the Safeway um, over down by the Embarcadero, and there was a table set up with the uh, D.A.R.E. thing, D.A.R.E.'s back, D.A.R.E. to keep kids <laughs> off drugs. And there was these two little girls working there, and um, you could tell they were like from Marin or Danville or something in the city. They were all dolled up. They'd never, you know, seen sidewalks with piss on them and all this. And they're like, hi, we're from D.A.R.E., blah, 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 blah. And then um, around the corner comes this guy who's basically the Big Lebowski. Um, stoned out of his mind, lovable motherfucker. 
Um, and he walks up to, uh, you know, this, let's call her Stacy. And he walks up to Stacy and he's like, what's, what's going on with Dare? He's like, it worked for me. I, I only do drugs on the weekends. And she's like, you know, her eyeballs spin around the back of her head, like doesn't know how to deal with this guy because she doesn't know city people. And she's like, actually, Dare's got a big part in cyberbullying. Yeah, we're doing a lot with cyberbullying. And he's like, cyberbullying? Wow, cyberbullying? He's like, that's a problem? And she's like, oh yeah, kids die all the time from cyberbullying. And he's like, no fucking way. He's like, I thought like, he's like, one time I threw my arm out playing Wii bowling. But uh, I didn't realize kids were dying from cyberbullying. And I'm just standing there like, this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Like, this is free. I'm just sitting here eating my shitty pizza sticks from Safeway. I thought I was having a bad day. And he's like talking about swinging the weed. She doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. You know, she's like 17 and gorgeous, and she's just terrified of this weird San Francisco hippie guy. To me, he's a normal guy. He thinks she's talking about bowling. And I'm like, I'm just going to ride this out. And I did for about another 45 seconds, and these guys couldn't, you know, figure out when one another was talking about it. And then I was like, hey, bro. And he's like, what? I'm like, she's talking about cyberbullying. He's like, oh! I'm like, I thought you were doing a bit. He's like, no, I thought she was talking about cyberbullying. And man, I did throw my arm out with that fucking Wii. <laughs> oh, man, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's nuts. Um, I had something else I wanted to talk about, too. <laughs> I'd look at my notes when my hands are full. Yeah, what to do here? What's the deal with airplane food? Um, let's see. Uh, I don't want to be old. I'm scared of getting old, man. Um, have you guys ever been to like the hometown buffet at, like around noon and seen like an 80 year old man with a spoonful of corn just like shaking that shit with his chin dribbling and the shit dripping down his face and it's just like, ah, oh, fuck. That's the scariest thing. That's worse than any horror movie, true, true crime murder story. And it's like, I don't, you know, you see an old person, it's like, they can't drive, they're going too fast or too slow. And then if you watch one taking a nap, they're like fighting off the white life, white light. Like they wake up, like they're coming out of drowning, like, you know, like freaking out. And it's like, where the fuck are you gonna bury all those goddamn parakeets? <laughs> Every time I went to my grandma's house, there was a new parakeet. I don't know what she was doing to him, but it was like, I'd go there, you know, every few months. Yeah. Um, don't don't want to get old. Don't want to get old at all. I've got some things to prevent getting old. Um, I call them. You know, everybody's got like the sex moves, like the Dirty Sanchez, the Cleveland Steamer. I got some suicide moves. Um, I'll just do a couple of them and then I'm out of here. Uh, the first one is uh, the come and go, uh, masturbating, my favorite thing. Um, that's when you're jerking off with one hand, and right when you come, you give yourself hardy carry with the other. <laughs> And then uh, this one is for the younger crowd. Uh, it's when you're taking your SATs um, and you sharpen two of your number two pencils, place them in your nostrils, and slam your face against the desk. <laughs> and then this is my favorite. A lot of people don't get it, but uh, you're not old enough, but I think some of you will. It's called the Sandy Duncan. Uh, Sandy Duncan was a weird old lady with a glass eye. Uh, the Sandy Duncan is when you drown yourself in your cat's litter box. Get it? It's Sandy and you're dunking your fucking head in there? Um, I'm Timothy Pizza. Thanks. Thanks. 
professional ending on a cat joke. Yes. A suicide cat joke, no less. Very nice. Timothy Pizza, right on. Your next comedian is not inside the room. So we're going to move on. So there our next comedian who is inside the room. Hey, guys. She runs a mic on Tuesday nights called Hysteria at Martoonies. Put your hands together. It's Julie Ash. Thank you. I actually no longer run that mic. I'm just the piano player now. It's a long story. It's okay. It was my decision. It's cool. We're cool. Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. Everybody's happy. It's fine. Um, just need a little bit more flexibility on Tuesday nights. Uh, not, not that I'm getting booked all the time. It's just that I, it doesn't, it's a long, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, how's everyone doing? Good, good. I, uh, I had really crazy deja vu last night. You guys ever get that really intense deja vu? You're like, I know this is like, it just feels so familiar. I'm just like, I know I've had sex with this guy before. It's like crazy. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, a lot of, a lot of comedians have been doing like a variation on this joke about like, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? Like I've heard a few di- like different types of jokes on this. And when I hear that, like, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? My first thought is, do I have to go to dinner with the guy first? Like, that's like a serious, like I'll suck a dick, but I'm not spending three hours pretending to be interested in Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it sucks dating tech bros. Like. Oh, they're so annoying. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, people, like, slut shame me. It's just like, why do you sleep with a guy too soon? It's like, dude, if I sleep with a guy, it's not because I'm, like, slutty. It's just, I don't want to hear about your Kickstarter campaign anymore, you know? Um, it's just, I'm just fucking to change the subject. We already, we already talked about how, cl- you know, how game-changing your cloud-based, crowd-funded microfinance app is. Now it's, uh, it's time to see what's inside your pants. That's the next step. Uh, yeah. I, um, I've been taking BART a lot recently. Uh, I don't know. I was going to, I don't know why. Uh, it, all the ads on BART now are either suicide prevention or continuing education, which is like, I, I think that's perfect. It's like, how do they know that my two main thoughts are, should I kill myself or go back to school? Like, what? you know, it's like they know. It's they know me so well, you know. I just think that they need, they're taking up too much space on all the walls. They need to combine their ads. They also will make their message stronger that way. Less confusing message, you know. Not, nothing too aggressive, nice soft clothes. Like, hey, uh, stay away from Golden Gate Bridge. Why don't you try Golden Gate University instead? <laughs> and, uh, and then in a couple years when you're in massive debt, then you can visit the bridge. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks, David. Uh, um, yeah. It did work. Fuck you. Uh, part of it did. The last part, maybe a little more. Uh, I, uh, you just threw me off. Fuck you. I'm going to do all the jokes you hate now. So I did the walk of shame recently. Uh, it's when you walk to work, guys. It's when you walk to work. Yeah. Um, see, see, people like it. Um, I, uh, no, I saw a guy walking down Montgomery Street the other day. He was wearing a jacket that said Google plus Salesforce on it. So as I was crossing the street, I was like, equals douchebag. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I, uh, I started dating a guy recently who has the same birthday as me. Yeah, it's super annoying. Yeah, because now I have to swallow calm on my birthday. It's like, yeah. It was my one day off. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I found out recently that my favorite porn star is a rapist. Mm-mm. No, that's not the right response. Um, I uh, found out my favorite porn star is a rapist. I was so upset. I just, 
I spent the whole day just crying and masturbating. It was awful. Okay, that's my time. Thank you so much. How does she masturbate with those tiny hands? Give it up for Julie Ash. Yes. She has tiny hands, you guys. Next time you shake her hand, notice how tiny her hands are. Tiny hands, tiny feet, big heart. Big, big boobs. Uh, I mean, <laughs> sorry. I want to like objectify you and then not objectify you like in the same thing. It's like your own comedy. Like objectify yourself and then don't. It's like it's like it's like the yin and the yang of of Julie's pussy. Uh, all right. Uh, your next comedian, everybody, is. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen you. He quit smoking. Then he starts smoking again. And, and I don't know what the end of the story is. Hopefully you don't die. Uh, he definitely kills on stage all the time. Put your hands together for Jason Balmforth. Right? Holy shit. So yeah, I did quit smoking and then I started smoking again because my job hates me and they gave me a promotion. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, they. Uh, it turns out that uh, if you really hate someone you work with, uh, make them a manager, but give them no power. <laughs> it works great. Um, recently went on a blind date. Uh, and you know how you can tell all your friends fucking hate you? Is uh, go on a blind date and then have them give you this uh, shit. I didn't know this was what I was walking into. Look, and uh, if I could describe it in two words, it would be great personality. She had a great personality. Uh, conventionally attractive, but uh, we just did not get along. And it almost got to the point where uh, I was sitting there con contemplating whether or not I would bounce on the check. And uh, spoiler, I didn't. Don't give me that look. You've, you've probably had the same thought go through your head of, hmm. Is it worth $22.50 at Burger King? I don't know. <laughs> That's right, I'm a high baller. Um, actually, fun fact, if I take anybody on a date, it's going to be to the restaurant I work at because I get an employee discount. And that shit, I'm a baller on a budget. I cannot afford expensive food, but I can afford expensive food at a discount. Oh, God. Uh, I do work. I am, a, I am now uh, the catering supervisor, but, now, uh, but I'm still a waiter. I am a waiter. That's how much I hate myself. I am a waiter. I am a struggling comedian. I am one abusive relationship away from a Lifetime special movie. Uh, someone's watched him. Why does she stay? Why does she stay? Except I'll be the she in this statement because I'm going to be the one sticking around because I'm sad and lonely. Uh, Fuck. Uh, but working at an Italian restaurant does give you some perks. Uh, who here knows what uh, your welcome in Italian is? Prego. Prego. Does that not make Prego pasta sauce the most arrogant fucking pasta sauce that has ever existed? Walking down the supermarket aisles like, how am I going to feed the wife and kids? You're welcome. Uh, I was thinking mac and cheese. You're welcome. I've got 32 flavors. I can be what you need me to be been thinking about getting back into education, but I got a liberal arts degree anyway, so what the fuck does it matter? Oh, God. Uh, I think, uh, well, Pam's whole show about uh, schools out uh, made me think a lot, and uh, you know that you went to a great high school when you were voted most likely to go to prison. It is, it is just a winning scenario. Uh, well, the worst part is, is that they were fucking right. I did go, I did not do hard time, but I did break rocks in the hot sun because I fought the law and uh, I'm not rich. <laughs> oh man. Um, I like that Stephen laughs at like 
every, Stefan laughs at like, the odd moment between jokes. It's the best part. Um, last joke. Last fucking joke. Uh, I've been watching a lot of these protests on the news lately because, you know, Donald Trump got the nomination and whatnot. And, you know, like, I love that guy because I am an anarchist at heart and I want to see this shit fall apart. But uh, I've been thinking about protests. Uh, and when did protests turn from we will overcome to we will overturn that cop car over there? <laughs> I need new shoes from the Foot Locker, and a riot will help me get those. And I'll leave you guys on that. Thank you very much. Let me give back to your host. Jason Bombard, keep it going for him. Absolutely true. Uh, never protest. It's completely pointless. You just look like a crazy person, and then no one listens to what you're protesting anyway, because you look like the asshole that's like, don't do it, blah, and they're like, who's the crazy person? You discount yourself by protesting. The man will always win. Just shut up and take that dick in your mouth. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Like the taste, the flavor of Trump. Tastes so good, so rich for everyone. Not, is there a trickle-down theory I'm missing here? It's like trickling down my chin. Is that what's going to happen later? Going to go back to the Reaganomics ways of the past. Don't worry. If you guys get elected, I'm moving to Peru or Argentina. My boyfriend speaks fluent Spanish, so we'll be fine. Don't worry. Uh, una cabeza de cervezas. That's all I need to know. Cubeta is a bucket. Yes, so una cubeta de cervezas, por favor, because I do have manners, all right? I do, absolutely. Your next comedian, uh, all right, it's right here. Uh, she is a funny lady. I'm glad that she's here. Your pants are an extraordinary color. Uh, they almost, they, they, your, your personality outshines it, though, and so do her jokes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Elizabeth Simone. <laughs> everyone. Um, did you hear this week about how the San Francisco Park and Rec Department de decided that people have to rent spots in Dolores Park? Yeah, for like 300 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Fucked up. I wonder if you can get grass that's rent controlled, though. Um, yeah, but it's fucked up because the park, it's public, right? I mean, like, what is the world coming to? Like, you have to, like, public pools? You might have to pay to go to the public pool. Well, you do have to do that. Okay, so never mind. But, like, what's the world coming to? Like, you might have to rent a nice house in a decent neighborhood to have your kid go to a good public school. Okay, fine. That's the way the system works, too. But, like, what is the world coming to? Like, our public transportation system might be semi-private and report earnings. That is BART. That is BART. Okay, fine. Yeah, if you didn't know that, BART is actually semi-private. It's not totally public. Um, I ride BART a lot, and I, um, I was at the MacArthur station the other week when the BART announcer came over the system with this. To the gentleman who just peed in the elevator, that is disgusting. <laughs> and then like two seconds later, she came on again. Attention BART passengers, the elevator will now be going out of service due to a certain someone who is now walking up the stairs to the Fremont side of the platform who just peed in the elevator. <laughs> and then a minute later, to the gentleman who just peed in the elevator, that's what restrooms are for. To the female accompanying him, I would watch out because he didn't wash his hands. <laughs> Now, I, seriously, I don't know 
what was more shocking that the MacArthur BART operator just publicly shamed this guy or that the BART operators at all the stations do not publicly shame the peers <laughs> and the shitters. Oh my God, I was, I was in a San Francisco elevator, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, steaming hot pile of human feces no. in the elevator. I swear to God. What the fuck? San Francisco BART. Um, it's disgusting, those elevators. Um, but we need public shaming. I think MacArthur BART has figured it out. Homeless advocates for years have been trying to get the city to put in more public restrooms for homeless folks. We don't need public restrooms. We need public shaming. Yes. Um, Julie, I also was noticing BART ads, um, but I noticed a lot of ice cream ads on BART. Yeah, I'm just going to transition from poop on BART to ice cream on BART. So much ice cream on BART. Between those Ben & Jerry's, like, core ads to the, um, have you seen the Haagen-Dazs ads at, at, yeah. Thanks a lot, BART. I was just trying to go to the East Bay. Now I have to get ice cream today. That's because ice cream sells. I mean, they say that sex sells, but ice cream really sells. I think that the ad industry needs to capitalize on this. Like, I want to see a gold wristwatch around a pint of Rocky Road. <laughs> or just like some coconut ice cream on an elephant, and you can just call it an Abercrombie and Fitch ad. <laughs> or maybe just like a mint chocolate chip cone, just nothing else on the page, just staring wistfully into the distance. I don't even know what that would be an ad for, but people would buy it. <laughs> um, speaking of ice cream, I saw this crazy woman at 24th Emission the other day shout, hey, Andrea, to nobody in particular. Hey, Andrea, remember when we used to watch cartoons together? And then she proceeded to pull an entire pint of Ben & Jerry's out of her leggings. Hats off to you, crazy lady. That's a life hack that I want to have. Oh my God, forget like power of flight or invisibility. I want to be able to pull an entire thing of ice cream out of my spandex. I mean, imagine the implications like TSA, uh, vegan parties. <laughs> what else could you use that for? I think that would come in handy. Anyway, thanks, I'm Elizabeth Simone. funny stuff from Elizabeth Simone. I ride Bart too. I was, um, I couldn't figure out the Chipotle ads because I was like, they keep advertising food and everyone was getting sick, right? I only learned about that because I did a, I did a market research thing and my friend works for the market research company and she's like, do you eat Chipotle? And I'm like, not if I can help it. And she's like, you get $75 if you can say that you used to eat it and you don't anymore. And I'm like, I used to eat Chipotle and I don't anymore. <laughs> and then she had me go to this thing and she's like, oh, by the way, just to mention that there was an E. coli scare and everything will be okay. And I was like, oh, there was any, like, I don't even, they're all worried. They're spending all this money, market research and stuff. And I, I didn't even know what happened. Like, I was like, oh, there's a thing. I've just never liked Chipotle. Cause if, why would you? I that we live in the mission. You got, yeah, well, I got, they gave me $75. That felt good. I, I did not spend it on Chipotle. Uh, all right, your next comedian. I mean, who would eat Chipotle in San Francisco? Why? Why would they even make them? What, do they have one in the mission? How stupid would that be? Like, right next door to El Toro or something. Like, right in between Pancho Villa and El Toro, there's, there's a fucking Chipotle. Who are the marketing geniuses that came up with that one? Idiots. It's the mission. Jesus Christ. Why don't you eat Chipotle? Because I eat a $1.50 taco. 
All right, your next comedian uh, standing right here in front, puts on a great show. There's one, uh, he does them at Brainwash now and here. One of them's called Baby's Gotta Eat. The last one he did here, you can look it up. It was uh, The Silk Road, a very funny show. Put your hands together. Everybody for Ken Suzuki. Thank you, Pam. Awesome, I've never bantered about the task we have to do to get here. But I gotta say, this one was awesome. Going back and digging up periods of my life that I was so happy I had forgotten. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Uh, but this, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about making America great. <laughs> making America great again by importing our wives from Russia. Yeah. Yes. Say what you will about Trump though. If he gets elected, I can honestly say that this will be the first time that I've ever beaten off to a first lady. Yeah. John F. But Kennedy's, but Kennedy's gave us Camelot. Maybe the Trunks, Trumps will give us Fapalot. <laughs> that was not funny. You should not have laughed at that. It's a throwaway joke. But in all honesty, on the issue of cum, I think cum is the biggest indicator of internalized and societal white supremacy. It is the white, what is the only color it comes in? White. What's a person of color to do? And you thought those flesh-colored leggings were problematic. Oh, by the way, for those of you wondering, the appropriate nomenclature is only people of color. People of color, it is not colored people. Or so I was told at HR. Uh. <laughs> like, no, if you're gonna complain about your late coworker, you cannot refer to it as CP time. It is POC time, Ken. Get it right. <laughs> yes. That is what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. I uh, forgot a joke, um, so I guess I'll just go on to my fisting joke. Although I don't, I, I hesitate to do it because it gets a little too deep. Uh, I think the one race, and I've said this a couple times, but you know, the one race that uh, has figured out how to live, I think really advocates for interracial harmony or have got to be the Chinese. Hear me out. Here, they have it in there. They just forgot. It's in their ancient symbolism. Look at a yin-yang sign. It's just an interracial 69. <laughs> that or a hot shot of white supremacy all over a face. I, um... I think that, uh, well, no. No, I, 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 have, I was told something that I have to bring up. I was told by a fellow comic that, who told me, Ken, no, don't worry, the, the one place you can say the N-word, it's in the bedroom. I said, no, I don't think I agree with that, sir. Because unless we're role-playing, hearing the word no means something is going horribly wrong. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Suzuki, yay!
I believe the next show that he is producing at the Brainwash is Friday the 10th of February. June. Did I just say February? I am con- fucking confused. I have, do I have what? No, I did. I haven't had a treat already. I just, you know, like when you write 1984 on your checks for no reason, like that just happened to me, except I did it with a month. No, you don't ever do that. Remember when you were little and you had to write on the top of all of your pages, like the date and the, and the year that happens to me sometimes if I'm writing a check that I accidentally write like 1984, 1986, because I just sort of blank out. You're not, you don't think of yourself as a 14 year old child. No, it happens. It happens all year round. Do you know how much pot I smoke? Did we? Do you have any idea how much marijuana I consume on a daily basis? It's amazing that I can actually still use the language. We have a language in common right now. Because I speak to cats now, like with my mind. So I don't even know why we use words. Like, this is so dumb. What is this communication we're doing? Your next comedian, he knows how to communicate. He always... You, I have no idea what you do in real life, but you look... I have this idea of what your life is like before you get here. It's like you on one of those like adult scooters like going through the financial district, right? And every time he's dressed like this because it's casual Friday, I feel like he works at this weird like techie thing, this young guy, right? I don't think that's him at all. I don't even know. Anyways, I'm just making stuff up about your next comedian, Cole Chapman. Yeah, I work at this weird techie thing. It's called a newspaper. (laughs) Maybe you heard of it. Really banging industry. Really set to last another 150 years. Thanks, BuzzFeed. Um, You know, you mentioned uh, the whole task today, uh, like recalling weird memories, and that totally happened. I think you liked the thing I talked about with I played football. So here's the deal. I played football, and... Uh, when you play football, head injuries are like a thing. Maybe you're aware of this. You're kind of smashing heads together at full force all the time. Uh, and so I walked away from my uh, football career uh, with two concussions and a paralyzation on my checklist. Uh, not from me to someone else. And you know what is hilarious? I know, hilarious, because look at me, right? Like, <laughs> like I straight up paralyzed the dude two months he's fine don't worry about it we can laugh we can laugh it was only two months and he was kind of a dick so it's like whatever but guys we can laugh but just like the look on his face and he kind of like stole the girl he didn't steal the girl he started dating the girl that i had a crush on so fuck this guy right anyways <laughs> two months all right not that long okay he didn't have to do homework it was fine here's the deal <laughs> what i I just wanted to, like, the look on his face when he, you know, saw me standing over him like, hey, like, like, oh, you can't walk now for two months. It's fine. It's fine. Very embarrassing for him. I have to imagine. It's like, fuck. The thing is, uh, uh, the best part about it is there is a, uh, the best part about this man being paralyzed for two months is (laughs) there was a uh, story in the the newspaper that came out, like, about it, right? Because it was a big story on campus. Uh, didn't interview me at all until the end. <laughs> uh, and uh, the guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, uh, the guy writing the story was like, so I wanted to uh, see if this is like cool with you. Um, I wrote, two players collided on the field. 
and only one got up. I was like, yo, I never fell down. <laughs> like, I knocked the shit out of that guy, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I fucking, I knocked him straight. He could have walked for two months, man. Are you serious? You're going to make me look like a bitch in the paper and not even interview me. Fuck that. I killed this guy. <sighs> I said, uh, like, a slightly toned down version of that, but I think I got my message across to him. Hmm. What else did I write about? Oh, uh, so we just, I just got a new roommate. Uh, I live in a house with like six other people, it used to be nine, but landlords, right? Am I right, guys? <laughs> Whoa, why are you laughing? I didn't say anything. <laughs> Come on, please. Why should I judge you for that? Um, basically, uh, like interviewing, land or interviewing potential tenants right now is like the greatest thing possible, because it's just like, it's like crackheads showing up to like a crack and barrel sale. Like they're just like showing up out of the woodwork like, oh, oh, what you got? Like, wait, it's under $1,000, what the fuck? And like everyone's showing up. And people do weird shit. Like when they interview, when they come over and like hang out for like an hour, you know? And it's like the most awkward possible thing because they're like, let me stay here for a year. <laughs> Let's try to communicate this over like 50 minutes of like small talk and like do you have bugs and shit? You know, it's like a weird interaction. But people like have this performance anxiety so like, for real, this is the last three uh, people we interviewed. We had uh, uh, one who showed up, and 30 minutes into her interview, she was like, oh, you, got, uh, you guys have guitars? We're like, yeah, we've got a few guitars, but no one really plays them, though. She's like, can I uh, play a song for you? And we're like, uh, all right. <laughs> so she went ahead and played a song. Like, That's weird, okay? <laughs> we had, like, another person who ended up moving in, uh, and her whole thing was like, like, I have a cleaning regimen. I'm very clean. I like to go to the like the sink and like just clean dishes, and I, I'm like I, I get mad if people try to bother me, you know. It's like oh, let me clean, uh -huh. and I was like you're in, get in here. Doesn't clean shit. It's like so totally just fabricated that whole shit. Like what the fuck? Uh, this other guy who who also moved in, uh, he was like he was like uh, so I shoot porn. Like I work for like Kink.com. I shoot porn. Uh, dude doesn't film at our house at all. Bullshit, right? I'm like yo, bring it. Bring your work on home. What are you doing, dude? I don't <laughs> want to see that shit. All right, I got to get out of here. You guys have been fun. Thank you. Porn in his house. He wants it. Cole Chapman. News newspapers still exist. I can't believe that. Do you, do you work for the Chronicle or something? My, my dad worked for the Chronicle Examiner for the newspaper agency for 19 years. And then they fired him right before 20 years because they didn't want to pay him severance because they're fucking bastards. So he went and he worked for the San Jose Mercury News. Anyways, my dad's an old newspaper guy, and he, and I used to want to do newspaper too. And he was like, "It's gonna fall. It doesn't. It's not a thing anymore, Pam. It's not. Even in like '99, he's like, "Don't. It's not a thing." He's like, "Stop." <laughs> Don't, what are you doing? There's no paper, any, the paper is stopping. There's no paper. And I was like, that can't ever happen. He's like, yeah, yeah. Nostradamus seeing the future. Um, yeah, and then he had to, well, he had to dye his hair to get a job. It was very sad. It sucks to be an old man. I understand now because I'm 41 and I can't get into an entry-level position. I'm never going to get a job. What the fuck am I going to do? Ha, 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 ha. entry-level, 40, I'm 41, I have two master's degrees. Ha, 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 ha. I'm never getting a job ever. Uh, your next comedian, he's young. I'm sure he's going to get a job somewhere. I'm sure he has a job. It's probably pretty exciting. These crazy kids. I'm going to open that door and I'm going to tell them to shut the fuck up because it's getting hot in here and I can't handle it. It's going to get hotter in here because your next comedian is so fucking hot. Do you understand? 
Clap your hands together for Adam Strawbridge. Yay! I do have a job. I run a free legal clinic for homeless people. People assume I look on the, people, I guess I look like a techie. When I walk around the mission, people like chirp me, make fun of me for being a techie, but the joke's on them because I have no marketable skills. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I've been having a bad week. I've been hearing voices, voices in my head all day, all week. It's kind of concerning. It's really bad at work, actually, because I think the fluorescent lighting exacerbates it or something. They're not, like, menacing. They're not telling me to do scary things, but they are kind of just, like, uh, up in my face all the time. They're just like, check your email. Why am I sure this meeting? Turn around, look at me. I'm your boss. <laughs> That's dumb. I went to an anarchist conference last week. Uh, to its credit, it was terribly organized. Uh, <laughs> They had an agenda, they handed out. Number one was introductory remarks and minutes. Numbers two through 20 were fuck the state. So <laughs> I didn't really learn a lot. They had a good spread though. But they had a cop guarding the door, so I guess you gotta pick your battles, anarchy-wise. You can't just leap into it. I think, I don't, okay, so full disclosure, I haven't voted yet because I'm saving myself for marriage. But I try to like stay abreast of political issues. And I think the Republicans have like an inside man in Hillary's crew. Someone that's whispering. So there's like some of this some, some sabotage from the inside. Because she keeps saying horrible things. She tried to attribute AIDS awareness to the Reagans. That was a fuck up. She had that CP time joke, which is like really bad. It's hard to believe. I think she's got someone in there trying to take it down. I can imagine her like having a meeting with like, all right, secretary, you've got to meet and greet with some Black Lives Matters protesters. Uh, you should tell them that for real racial progress, holla at Hillary. <laughs> Won't that, won't that sound out of touch? No, no, no. It's all over Twitter. It's a meme. As long as it's a meme. <laughs> Poor Hillary. I had to babysit my niece. It was horrible. I was visiting New York. My sister was away for a job, so I had to look after this little 11-year-old. It was a nightmare. I just went about my day. I just did errands because I figure, you know, the life of an adult would fascinate her. That's more or less right. But little children are terrible because they don't have a filter. They just say whatever comes into their head. They don't have like the social or psychological development to know in society we don't always say what we're thinking. So we're walking around the supermarket in the middle of New York and she's just saying these horrible things. She's like, why is that woman so fat? Where is that man's arm? She's bringing up like race. Like why is that man darker than me? It's a nightmare. And we pass this poster, the two towers. It says, never forget. And my niece just goes, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. It's a nightmare, because like, we're all thinking it. You don't say it, though. What a, what a mortifying position to be in. Thanks. <laughs> what are you going to do their kids, though? They're kids. My dad is also awf awful to hang out with for different reasons, though. I'm, old, I'm older now than I used to be, obviously. That's like a tautological statement. But we were hanging out. And I was trying to relate to him as a peer, because I'm, you know, kind of the age that he was when I was born-ish. And it was total, it, was, it went terribly. I asked him how I was as a kid. I wanted to know was I as awful as my niece was. Was I a brat? And he said, yeah, you were a nightmare to raise. You were really shitty. He told me that the custody battle over me was just a really expensive game of hot potato. So <laughs> that really hurt my feelings. How rude. He's a mean dude. He's a jerk. And, you know, you don't really realize it until you're older that you're... <laughs> Your parents are fallible. We were walking down Market Street. 
past this young woman. She was down on her luck. She had a cardboard sign that said, I'm hungry. My dad just knelt beside her and said, hi, hungry, I'm Steven. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, don't worry. I may have made that up. Um, I will wrap this up. Comics talk about dating apps a lot. You hear a lot about Tinder and Hinge. You don't hear a lot about gay dating apps, and they're very different. They're a different scene. They're very aggressive, very forward. It's hard to tell sometimes if you're on like a dating app or just a really, really aggressive pet adoption website. You get messages like, looking for a young pup to tame and dominate, <laughs> or like, want a furry critter to keep me company. It's kind of unsettling. Or like, hey, cutie, you look better with a load of spunk on your face. No, that one's less ambiguous. The first two, you guys get my point. All right, thanks, guys. Get it for Pam. Adam Strawbridge! Yay! Yay! Talking about kids. Those little evil pieces. You know, the only reason to hang out with kids is if you're getting paid to do it. And uh, any other time, it's just a pain in your ass, right? Like, come on. You got to get the you got to get the buckets, the ducats for the poo. I clean a lot of poo. It's not fun. Although once you've cleaned a lot of baby diapers, like adult poo on the street just isn't even an issue anymore. It's like, oh, look, there's poo on the street. It's like, oh, I live in San Francisco. I smell it all the time. I touch it. You know, I, not the stuff in the street, like the stuff on the babies. It's clandestine when it comes from a baby's asshole, right? Like you can almost use it as on your face. It's like it dries out and it takes away the wrinkles. It doesn't. Don't do that. Don't put baby shit on your face. Even if it's made from milk, it's gross. It's just, I'm sorry. I don't even know where I'm going to. This is only my second beer. I don't even know what's happening. Your next comedian is super hilarious, and uh, I love his strange voices, and I was actually thinking about you the other day, which was, like, really weird, because I was like, this isn't an appropriate time to be thinking about Stefan Massey's comedy material, but I was doing it anyway. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Uh, put your hands together. <laughs> Everybody, it's because I he gave me some underwear for my birthday, but they're boy underwear. So every time I wear the underwear, I think about him, but I usually only wear the underwear because they're boy underwear, like when I'm having my period. Anyways, this is too convoluted for you guys right now. Put your hands together for Stefan Massey. Uh, well, just totally ignoring all of that, uh, <laughs> and in keeping with your theme, Pam, I was actually voted uh, biggest attitude in high school. Uh, I was I, w I got in people's faces a lot more back then. Um, so, pardon the lack of professionalism, but I just wrote this yesterday, and I don't have it quite down as I would like. Uh, so, I feel like people who get to know me fall in one of two camps. They either don't want anything to do with me, and I know that because I've had that said to my face on numerous occasions or they're deeply invested in knowing me to the point that I've also heard it said that even when I fuck up big, people have a hard time holding a, grunge, a grudge against me for a, for a long period of time. And somehow, I knew someone who exemplified both ends of the spectrum. So when I was in college, I had a crush on a girl. I had a crush on a lot of girls, and I still feel sorry for most of them because I possess all the subtlety of a neon pink rhino dancing to dubstep. Um, Anyway, because of a fatal combination of optimism, stupidity, and most crucially, lack of experience in relationships, I ended up living with one of these girls. We'll call her Lena. Uh, Lena and I were friends with benefits during the more agreeable portion of our relationship, was, which was the first of many red flags I was ill-equipped to take note of before we started apartment hunting. Uh, we found a place, and after a few weeks, I realized I had severely fucked up. Uh, I had a theater professor 
who could have made a career out of going on tangents, much like the one I'm taking you on right now. Uh, but one of the nuggets of wisdom he dropped that I've always uh, carried with me is to live with another person is to live with a psychopath. And if I didn't know better, I'd have thought he knew my circumstances before he told that to our class. Uh, the decline in our friendliness was between the two of us was rapid. Uh, within about six months of our year-long lease, we had started uh, to avoid talking to each other unless absolutely necessary. Uh, she, with her wonderful habits of just unplugging things if I didn't comply with her demands with the greatest haste, throwing out my belongings without talking to me, uh, shit-talking me to our mutual friends behind my back, and watching reality shows and relating every detail of whatever inane garbage she was watching to her boyfriend over the phone. And me with my luscious, unkempt hair down to the middle of my back, strands of which could be found in every nook and cranny of the apartment, as well as my winning penchant for leaving messes, messes throughout the kitchen for her to deal with. And yet, despite all this, uh, one night, about three months before the end of our fantastic voyage as roomies, I was watching TV. Lena sat down on the couch with me. And about 10 minutes into whatever it is we were watching, uh, she laid down across the couch and my lap. Uh, and I'm not the greatest at reading people historically, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever been so uncertain of how to react to someone. Uh, anyway, nothing happened. Uh, we moved out. Yeah. We moved out and we never spoke to each other again. I hope she remembers the long hours of silence as we each wished we hadn't made such a stupid ass decision with some fondness. Um, yeah, so I was uh, I was out last week. I was away. I was down in L.A. Uh, thank you, uh, with some friends. I um, and a couple days before, I, I was clearing out some shelf space. I went and sold some books, and then the next day, I went to the dispensary to pick up some supplies for me and my brother's trip. Yeah, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, wait a minute. I sold these books yesterday. I'm buying drugs today. I sold books, and I bought drugs. I have metaphorically spat upon my degree of uh, graduation from the D.A.R.E. program. <laughs> Bonus, that's a callback tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, um, and one of my buddies down there, I was, I was driving around with him, and he's really, L.A. has just like seeped into, into the marrow of his bones because like he was driving with his knees while he was rolling up a cigarette. And, you know, I knew that they told me that nicotine would kill me. I didn't think that's what they meant. All right, I'll leave you guys with this. So there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. I'm, I'm really excited for it, but I don't think it really matters if it's good or bad because it's already uh, done something really great. They're bringing back Ecto Cooler, guys. I'm so excited for this that a new generation of children, they're going to uh, have the most important iteration of high fructose corn syrup ever to grace the shelves of Kmart. And then... And then it's just going to leave them again, like some kind of drinkable father figure. Uh, I'm, I'm Stefan Massey. Stefan Massey, yay! Okay, so I remember what joke I was thinking about. We were, I was driving through. We were, uh, Jonathan and I were in Berkeley yesterday, and we were driving in Berkeley. And I was trying to tell him your Berkeley driver joke, and he couldn't stop laughing. He's like, that's a great joke. That's a great joke. I'm like, I know they have no ability to, they're, they're, they're communicating, but in a way you can't understand. And he just kept laughing. He's like, I love Stefan's new joke. I was like, I was like, Stefan does it better than I do. But anyways, he was, we were talking about your new Berkeley joke. It's very funny. It's so completely relatable. He, he, next time you see Jonathan, you must just tell him the joke because he, he's your, he's, for that joke, he's your biggest fan. 
Uh, your next comedian, I'm her biggest fan. Uh, I, I, I love it that you put your hair on the one side and it, I see you do the twisties. It's like I'm stalking you from behind. I'm like, look at your beautiful corn stalk. I'm like, I wish I had. It's real blonde. You don't even dye it. It's like the real deal. Oh, it's side it, I do love this. You're, you're, like, you're like 1989, like wrapped up in a happy package from Indiana or something weird. Her hair is real, everybody. Put your hands together. It's Ginny Hogan. <laughs> 1989, the Taylor Swift album. Did you mean Taylor Swift 1989? I don't know who Taylor Swift is. Okay. <laughs> 1989 is my favorite album of all time. Uh, and my, I start off with my hair in the center. I do, and then I play with it so much. It moves to one side for easier access. Okay. So, guys, there's this website called uh, canceledweddings.com. Yes. Yes. You used it? You got a cheap wedding? It's a thing. Okay, so if you break off your engagement, you can sell off your venue and like your catering and stuff to someone else. I know it is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It, you can sell your wedding to someone else. They can buy a cheaper wedding. Um, it's it's kind of genius. Uh, I looked though; they were not selling the leftover grooms. I was like, I don't know. But I think we could take this further. Like, I think that the franchise of, like, canceled shit, I think they can make a lot of money. Like, canceledfunerals.com, you know? Like, if you, you're like, you know, the doctors told us, like, Grandpa was going to die on Friday. Saturday worked for everybody. We planned the funeral. He's still alive. You know? I think, uh, I think there's a lot of room there for growth. <laughs> New and emerging, like, canceled bar mitzvahs. Like, he didn't become a man. He's still a boy. Um, okay. So my friends and I were talking about kind of like what like the most like arrogant thing we think that a guy has ever said to us was and I I had like this boyfriend in college and I was thinking about getting an IUD and I wanted to get a copper ID. You guys know what IUDs are? Okay, I thought everyone knew, but not everyone does. Apparently, it's like a birth control, it's like a device inside you. The copper IUDs work because they the copper will deionize the the sperm and so it can't make you fertile. Um and I was like talking to him about this and he was like I don't know, because, like, I think my sperm might still be able to make it through. <laughs> I was like, you think... <laughs> this is real. It's like, you think your sperm is going to take on my IUD? Like, my IUD will fucking destroy your sperm. Um, also, I didn't actually know that, like, the IUD didn't, like... I thought it kind of prevent at least the copper one, I thought it prevented the sperm from coming in, but it didn't. And I still, even if the sperm's like infertile, I still don't like the idea of it being in there. So also it's not where your uterus is. I'm just like self-conscious about motioning to my vagina. But anyway, um, I, <laughs> uh, this where it's like a girl's locker room, you know, like even if the guys are gay, like you still don't want them in there. Like, so that's why I didn't like the copper IUD, but, um, I was like, okay, my IUD is like so much more powerful than your sperm. It literally, like, of course she's gonna like prevent all of those sperm from doing anything. And like my IUD obviously is like a woman too. Um, her name is Hillary. And I, uh, no, actually kind of when I think about my IUD, I think like, so I have like a very protective older brother um, who, and I kind of, and I have like two sisters and he is like 6'4 and like very intimidating. And I kind of just like imagine him like on my porch with like a baseball bat being like, you fucking sperm are not going to get in here if you're fertile. Um, but it is kind of like, okay, it's not, so IUDs sometimes don't work, this is true, but it's not because the sperm is like more powerful, like it's not like I'm like at a bar with someone and I'm like, I'm sorry, like you're just too manly for my IUD right now, you know? <laughs> like I, it's been a really busy week for her, uh, she has like a lot of backlog and I, I could like go home with like some wimp, but like not, my IUD is just gonna crumble. Um, 
Yeah, that's a <laughs> can I feel on my ID? Um, so <laughs> okay, so unlike a lot of uh, women my age, I never uh, receive unwanted sexual attention because I want all of it. Like I love attention. <laughs> Uh, any kind of, you know, like medical attention, like sexual attention, attention from myself on Skype. Okay, this is why people Skype. Like they Skype so they can look at themselves. And that's why they do FaceTime. That's why these things exist. Like seriously, everyone knows it. Um, it's why people do long distance relationships at all. Like I have a friend who's in a long distance relationship. The guy lives in LA. They've been in a long distance relationship for three years. And I'm like, okay, you only do this for Skype, you know, and because Skype sex like is more hygienic. But, like, if you are okay seeing your boyfriend once every three months, like, you care about, uh, as much about seeing him, about as much as I care about having clean bed sheets, you know? Okay, I'm Ginny. Bye. So proud of Ginny. She has an IUD and she's under 30. Yay! Most people under 30 don't even know what an IUD is. They didn't even tell us in our 20s that that was an option and I was married. <laughs> they didn't even, because they thought I wanted to have babies because they wanted to put me into the military industrial complex. So you just pop those babies out and put them in the, if they're dumb, you put them in the army, am I right? <laughs> if they're smart, you teach them Google. Uh, so there's Ginny Hogan, she's super funny and I'm glad you have an IUD. I have a copper one too. I had that weird Mirena ring and I gained like five pounds in a month and I was like, fuck this bullshit. And they're like, no, no, this is, that's not, that's not the Mirena. And they took it out and I lost five pounds. I'm like, you stupid, duh. Like, I don't know my body. I'm 41 fucking years old. I live here. Like, I understand this. No, it wasn't the Mirena that made you gain five pounds. What? It was the grape nuts? Like, I didn't change anything. It's not like I'm suddenly like, I love Krispy Kremes. Can you even get one of those in this town? Not even. Hide, hide the daily city. I don't have a car. I'm screwed. All I can eat is dollar tacos. Your next comedian. See if I can read it upside down on the list. God, I can't fucking do it. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. All right, bringing him up. Everybody, put your hands together for Christopher Guerra. <laughs> Thanks, guys. How you guys doing? Thank you, thank you. Another round of applause for Pam running this show, huh? The most fuckable woman in comedy, yeah? Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sure everyone here have seen the new Star Wars film, The Force Awakens. Few of you, okay. Yet it made a lot of money, all right. Um, you know the scene where that new Death Star blows up all those planets? When I saw that scene, I was like, wow. I hope Jar Jar Binks was on one of those planets. Yeah. He's so fucking annoying. Yeah. So <laughs> Roman agrees with me. Uh, <laughs> so I read online that, uh, that George Zimmerman is going to sell his gun that he used to shoot Trayvon Martin with. Yeah, it's true, yeah. And I also heard he's also going to sell the Nordic track that he never uses, so. He's an evil fat fuck. Yeah. So do we have any masturbators here tonight? Raise your hand if you masturbate. Everybody, that's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I masturbate too, and there's nothing wrong with masturbation. Besides, how do you think I managed to stay faithful to my girlfriend after all these years? Besides, if Arnold, Sch <laughs> thanks. 
if Arnold Schwarzenegger knew how to masturbate, he wouldn't have fucked that ugly mate of his. No, I mean, have you seen what she looks like? Ew. And I am glad that Maria Shriver divorced him. You might say that this is the first time a Kennedy shot down an immigrant instead of the other way around. Too soon? None of you were even born when you got shot. Jesus. So, I was reading this magazine article that said that if you look at internet porn for four hours, you're an addict. Now, I like to consider myself the exception of the rule. The reason why I look at internet porn for four hours is because I still have dial-up. <laughs> and it takes me three hours to download a one-hour porno clip. And that's how long it takes me to get an erection. So it works out perfectly. Nobody cares, I can't get it up. All right. <laughs> so I used to go out with this woman who was a total freak. During sex, she would stick her finger up my ass. <laughs> and the first, time she, the first time she did it, I was like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> Besides that honking. <laughs> Were you in prison? But after a while, I got used to it. Now it's a turn on for me. But one time I went to the doctor, and when he stuck his finger up my ass, I involuntarily got an erection. Now I have to explain myself to the doctor why I'm getting an erection at that moment. I was like, gee doc, I don't know why I'm getting a hard on while you're fingering my butthole. It must be your cologne. I can't help it. I love the smell of Old Spice. <laughs> you like what you saw, lady? <laughs> well, that's it for me. My name is Chris Guerra. Thank you. Christopher Guerra, yay! I'm more partial to Dracar Noir myself. That's the, that's the one that really gets me going from junior high. You remember, like, the guy... Junior high. I'm I'm old. I'm like 20 years older than you. It's sad. Do you, does Dracar Noir still exist? Does it still does it still smell like junior high boys? Like hot, sexy junior high guys? Yeah. Uh, I used to teach junior high. What a what a weird conflict of interest. Uh, your next comedian, funny man, great beard. Can't wait to hear his jokes tonight. Put your hands together for Jeff Dean. guys so um i moved here two years ago and i broke up with my girlfriend six months ago and man was i excited to get on bumble um bumble bumble's like tinder um and tinder is a dating app that i shouldn't have to explain you can't educate the entire audience sometimes um so it's like tinder but the girls have to make the first move um which is awesome because i hate making the first move I was so excited. I was like, girls are going to be blowing up my phone. I'm going to have to get a portable charger because my phone's going to die, of course, right? Um, I looked up all the best practices, you know. I, uh, uh, 
all, all my girlfriend uh, or all my pictures had my ex-girlfriend in it so you know I, I went hiking with my friends had them take pictures you know I turned around really quick as if it was candid like oh what um, I borrowed my friend's dog so that the girls think that I have a cute dog to play with um, I hear that that ups you 20% on the swipe right um, newsflash guys Bumble sucks I hate it <laughs> Um, what happens is you match with girls, not many, even though I was using the swipe right on every girl technique. Um, and so the girls have 24 hours or else they just disappear. And what happens is you just check your phone um, all the time and, and they never respond. It's terrible. And then I did need that portable charger because of how much time I was checking my phone. Like, come on. Lisa, please. It's okay if Barbara doesn't get back, but Lisa, come on. Um, so anyway, I realized after, uh, you know, breaking up with my girlfriend and failing on Tinder that, you know, I just needed some more male friends, you know? Some dude friends to watch the game with, get more in touch with myself. I don't need women right now. Um, so I met a guy the other night. I'm pretty excited. Uh, met him at a bar, and... Um, you know, we didn't need a nap to me. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was, I, was, I was at work the other day, and I said, maybe we should hang out, you know? I text him. I'm thinking, white software developer. He'll want a burrito, you know, one in the mission. <laughs> um, and I, I said, hey, you want to get a burrito after work? And uh, I saw the bubbles come up. I got really excited, you know? He's texting me back. And then they went away, and uh, anxiety's just flushing through me, you know. And then finally, he gets back to me 30 minutes later. He says, hey, man, I'm sorry. I already had a burrito for lunch. And it's like, come on. You know I just wanted to get a meal of food, you know. We could have gotten pasta, a sandwich, like whatever. Anyway, I got him. Uh, I got him, guys. A week later, we rescheduled. I said, hey, you want to watch the Warriors game at my house? Yeah, and um, yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." And I said, "All right, meet you there." He actually beat me to my house, so I sent him a text. I said, "OMW," and it autocorrected to "On my way!" Exclamation point. So things are—it's a rough start. I'm looking real meaty now. Um, we get there. Another snag I didn't think about. I live in a living room. Um, it's not like one of those living rooms where you're sleeping on a couch. I have a bed with a curtain. So we're sitting on my bed, two straight guys. Um, I also realize I don't have cable, so I have to, I have to stream it on my computer. Um, and my speakers don't work, so we had to share headphones. Anyway, guys, he didn't call me back. Um, anyway, going back to Bumble. So I finally got a girl, guys. Got a girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had a date. It went pretty well. Um, we, has, we had a second date, and it, my birthday was coming up, and it was a Wednesday. I wasn't going to plan on doing anything anyway, and I said, hey, let's do something on Wednesday. I figured she doesn't have to know it's my birthday, right? And then two hours before the date, she canceled, and I thought, I knew what happened. I saw, she saw on Facebook, it notified her, 9 a.m., it's Jeff Dean's birthday, and she was like, what kind of a loser does a date on their birthday? She canceled, um, but it's okay. We rescheduled a week later, guys. We went on a date, and everything's fine. I told the restaurant staff the whole situation. They brought me a cake and everything. 
It was great. Um, she didn't call me back, though, guys. What's the deal? Anyway, that's my time. Thank you. I'm Jeff Dean. Jeff Dean, internet dates. That's a thing. He's got funny jokes about it. I've actually never, ever, ever signed up for any internet dating. I've never OkCupid. I've never Tindered. I've never Bumbled. I didn't even know Bumble was a thing, so you just talked about it. Wow. These young kids, you know what I learned the other, you know what I learned last week? I learned that syphilis and chlamydia are like quadrupled in the United States because of these dating apps. Because we didn't stop teaching kids sex ed and then we gave them all the sex and they're just so stupid and they have no critical thought anymore because we called that out of our education system. So they're just dumb little syphilitic freaks walking around. <laughs> and they're all 24. You're all sleeping with them. It's so funny to me. I'm 41. These 23-year-old skateboarders, I've always known they're just disgusting little worm piles of... No, I don't. I have a 30-year-old skateboarder, and he is clean of diseases, and he actually reads books. So it's good. They're like, Tinder books. All right, we're moving on uh, with the comedy. Your next comedian uh, has great hair. Uh, put your hands together. Ahmed Abdelrahman. I stopped using Tinder because I found that Craigslist, Craigslist still works, so. Um, I've never joined a gang, but I did try to start one. I posted an ad on Craigslist. Uh, I was like, looking for some real hardcore gang bangers. And, you know, I got some really enthusiastic emails back, but definitely not what I was looking for. Definitely not what I was looking for. I realized I could have worded that better now, but, you know, I'm still clearing out my spam box. Um, so school's out for me today, officially. I uh, turned in my final history paper on shrooms. Um, I'm sorry, I did my final history paper on shrooms <laughs> while I was on shrooms. Uh, it was on the Marshall Plan. I don't know what the fuck I was writing about, but apparently I got an A, so. That, that just told me, that affirmed my belief that if you wanna do, if you wanna be successful in life, you just gotta do drugs. Like, the most successful people in life have done drugs, Whitney Houston. Um, of course, uh, there was a mayor in Canada who was a crackhead, yeah. and that guy's my hero, um, obviously. Now, I have a friend uh, who told me that he wants to go to college. He's like, man, I gotta go to college, man. Like, I need to stop selling drugs and go to college. And I'm like, dude, no, you know what you need to do? You need to go to college so you can keep selling drugs. That's where the money is, son. For real, man, it's the lucrative market. Um, but, you know, uh, tr Trump is talking about making America great again. And I think I actually remember when America was great. Uh, it was a hyphy movement, you know, obviously. <laughs> Trump, Trump is obviously an E-40 fan. You can tell by the way he's had this whole nation going dumb. Like, uh, yeah. Now, the hyphy movement for me was middle school. And um, during that time, I also got to take sex ed, um, which was cool. But it was also like horrible because um, we got to watch The Miracle of Life and this is back when VHS was still a thing, when we had video. Um, so my teacher, she wanted us to get the understanding of what a miracle is. So she played it six times. Now if you guys remember VHS, when you press rewind, everything goes in reverse. So imagine a baby being born and then being put right back in there six times. Like it comes right out 
and it goes right back in. Right out, right back in. After a while, it's not a miracle, it's a travesty. Come on, like, I had nightmares for years, man. Uh, no, but, you know, I wouldn't mind having kids. I mean, I don't have any kids now that I know about. Um, I'm like, I'm good for that one. Um, no, but I wouldn't mind having any kids. Like, you know, I got, I got a nephew, and um, I've been helping my sister raise him. Um, his, actually, his first word was my name, which was cool. And I was like, ha ha, he said my name before he said mom, bitch. No, I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> Um, my, mom, my sister's cool, um, but I feel like I'm the best one, like the one who's most knowledgeable in that area because, you know, I had a dog, so, <laughs> all right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, the other day I was reading this article about uh, this woman who got arrested in uh, Virginia for um, starting a baby fight club, and, oh, yes. right? Finally. I was looking at that. I was looking at that, and all the comments were like, "Oh, what a horrible woman! She needs to go to jail." I, yes, I can't believe they. I can't believe she would do that. And I was looking at that, and I was like, "My son would kick all their asses, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> uh, he'd be a fucking champ." All right. Uh, I guess I'm I'm good with that. You guys have a good one. Ahmed Abdurrahman, are you really? Did you just graduate high school? Oh, okay. Well, you said you did your last paper on shrooms. Oh, uh, yeah, college. College. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Just checking. No, we used to have, I mean, you could, be, you could be 17, you could be 21, you could be 24. Who knows? I have no idea. I can't tell age. It's scary. I mean, we used to have a bunch of kids that used to come through here. Remember Eben Daly? Remember Eben Daly and his, uh, his group of weird, wacky 17-year-olds <laughs> that used to party with us? Oh, boy. That was so glad the ABC didn't show up when they were here, right? <laughs> uh, they asked me once, like, Pam, will you buy us beer? And I said, you introduced me to your mom last week. You get one or the other. You either get your mom to know my name or I'm going to buy you beer. You don't get both because I can't. Can't buy you little freaks beer. Uh, all right, <laughs> right? I was like, come on, God. I'm like, never ask me that again. Well, or don't introduce me to your mom. It's fine. We can go either way on this. I'm fine. Uh, your next comedian. He's a funny guy. He's a regular at the punchline. He's gonna make you laugh right now. It's Roman Leo. Oh my God, you guys, so much fun to be here with Aldo, world's cutest dog, everybody. Give it up. I just made you cheer for a dog like that was something. But it's Friday. We should have fun. And I shouldn't be bitter and jaded. It's okay. I just moved here in 98. And uh, <laughs> right around the time No Fear changed their slogan to Remember 9-11. And, all right. And thank you. Thank you. I uh, uh, yeah I, I have an intimidating face and uh, it's it's right like I don't know nobody ever comes up and gives me advice on my jokes because they're afraid of me uh, which is probably why my stand-up act is so, so arrested but um, you know but it's like what does my face owe you guys you know what I mean right it's just it's just an easy way to say fuck you and uh, it's built in so and the, and then like what if I had a um, like a friendly face like Julie or s- and everybody like me initially. It would, be, it would just be <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's just, I'm practicing crowd work. I am practicing crowd work. Um, right? That's a good roast. And okay, sorry. 
Only roast the ones you love. Okay, it's getting creepy. I um, let's see. You guys remember Elvis Presley, right? Some of you. All right. Well, Elvis died on the toilet before smartphones. <laughs> it, it's really sad. You might. He must have been so bored. <laughs> yeah. I did a I did a, a a comedy show at Zany's in Chicago once, and I used to do this joke about like um, I grew up next to a prison because that's where my dad lived, and then like immediately I saw my sister in the audience, my sister in the audience like telling all her coworkers, um, like oh, our dad didn't really grow up in a prison, you know, like. She just freaked the fuck out. Like, jokes are just for, I'm just kidding, you guys. You know? <laughs> fuck your family is what I'm saying. Uh, it's fun doing open mics. You can just ditch your friends whenever you want. You know, if you have to, if they're going on later than you, uh, you just tell them you were going to buy meth. And they, <laughs> if somebody says that to you, you have to believe them. Or like, if I say they're shooting a new uh, season of Sons of Anarchy and I'm an extra, and that's why I, I left you behind. They have, they have to believe me. Um, right? Yeah. My, my, my girlfriend doesn't have Wi-Fi, uh, which means after she falls asleep, I can't watch television. Uh, you know? And it's, it's really frustrating because I have to go to, like, to the DMV nearby to get Wi-Fi. But now I'm excited to go to the DMV. And... Um, you know, or there's this, the 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 Scientology place. So like, I'm gonna be a Scientologist soon. Uh, but I did catch up on Boardwalk Empire. All right, that's that sucked. I really didn't follow up the other shit very well with that. Um, yeah, the horn honked. That's really good. <laughs> One time I got really drunk and uh, uh, jizzed on a beach towel. <laughs> that was left in the sun and it like temporarily animated and cleaned up some beer for me and I was like <laughs> that that's more than I ever did for my dad you know like <laughs> thank you um yeah so I was at the brainwash the other day and like I was uh I went to give my tell my mom a belated mo happy mother's day and I dropped my phone on the floor uh, at, at the brainwash and I, I had just made her meatloaf or whatever so I went to reach for the phone but the reason I was in there is I was having diarrhea and so I started having diarrhea and I'm like bent over at, like standing at the waist and I had just sort of had to point it at the toilet and if you can imagine like bricks dropping into a clear uh, uh, basin of water that immediately turned black as the fire hose of shit just came out of my ass covering my balls that have three inch long straight blonde hair on them with shit um if you can imagine that then uh you'll be really impressed with me that i didn't get any on my pants thank you very much you guys <laughs> hey roman leo as expressive and beautiful as stephen king with his poop joke at the end love it all right, moving on along the list. Your next comedian, uh, he produces a show uh, with another comedian who you saw earlier, Ken Suzuki. Uh, it's called Baby's Gotta Eat. He also did The Silk Road the other night here at Mutiny Radio. You can find that under Friends of Mutiny. And go to his show. It's an all-ladies showcase on uh, June 10th at the Brainwash. Put your hands together right now for San Janola! 
What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> today I was walking down the street and I uh, I saw a street performer singing, and I gave him 20 bucks for singing lessons. That's always the reaction. It's kind of like ah, uh, that should have been funny, but it's not really kind of. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. I'll I'll drop it to five, four next time. Uh, I'm of East Indian descent. I am. Uh, I'm East Indian, but everybody just thinks I'm a really smart Mexican. You know? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm honestly just glad that Bobby Jindal is not on TV anymore. You know? Cause like every time he opened his mouth, I was just like ashamed to be Indian. And he's one of the few, like, Indian celebrities. So I was just thinking, like, is that, this what black people feel like all the time? Like Kanye West, Cat Williams, Ben Carson, R. Kelly. I could go on, but I feel like that would be racist if I, if I, <laughs> if I just kept going with that. Uh, I used to work at a retirement community. And I was in charge of this, like, really old white guy called Milton. This is true. Uh... And he was born in like the 1920s. Like he was so old that he was like surprised we were using the same bathrooms and like drinking fountains. That's how old he was. And like the first, <laughs> the first time he saw me, he just like looked at me for a good like five minutes. Like I think he was just trying to figure out like what race I was. He was just like, and finally just like, are you an engine? And I was like, yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> And he was like, where's your horse? And I was just like, fucking back at my teepee. Like, where else would you think I keep it? Like, come on, dude. Uh, I went scuba diving last summer. I went scuba diving uh, with a bunch of friends, yeah, from school. Uh, we went to Hawaii, and we went scuba diving, and it was really fun. And uh, we, like, like, the instructor and I swam up to this, like, coral of fish. Like, they were just, like, these beautiful tropical fish going into the coral. And then I popped out of the water, and I was like, hey, man, these fish kind of look Indian to me. And he was like, actually, they're called, uh, they're native to Hawaii. They're called the Kika, Kikakapu fish. And I was like, that's great, but I think I'm just going to call them Indian fish. <laughs> and then I went back in the water, and I kicked the fish out of the coral, and I took all the coral and sold it on eBay. I don't know what that says about me. I don't know. Some of you guys are like, yeah, I get it. And some of you are like, what the fuck is this dude kicking fish out of coral for? What the hell? Destroying our environment? God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to explain white privilege to some of my white friends, and I feel like it's very difficult to explain white privilege to somebody who has it, right? Which is, like, weird. It's like only the people who don't have it can understand it, right? It's like trying to explain, like, fire to a fish. It's like, yeah, he knows that it's like hot and orange, but he's never been burnt. You know what I mean? He's never been burnt by the injustice of fire. All right, we're going to go like a little off, off the fucking trail right now. I've saved these jokes till the end. All right, I saved this till the end because I didn't want you to hate me at the beginning of this set. Uh, I'm a straight man. And, like, if I'm being completely honest, sometimes uh, being around gay men makes me 
not like uncomfortable. It makes me a little uncomfortable. And I feel like if you're a straight man, you might feel like this sometimes. And I was, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not homophobic. So I was like, why do I feel like this? And I think it's just cause like, as a man, I know how perverted men are. As a man, I know how perverted men are. And like, I'm not used to being on the receiving end of that objectification. And like, I feel like, like I feel the way about like, I feel about gay men what women feel about straight men, and it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> all right, that's all. Thanks so much, guys. Everybody, keep it going for Sears Nowell. Really excited for this next guy. He always makes me laugh really fucking hard. He's got great stage presence. Um, I've seen a few times. I've hardly talked to you, bro, but yeah, I love your stuff. Um, yeah, it's, uh, keep it up for, uh, Pam for being such a good host, uh, yeah, Mutiny Radio, uh, everybody put your fucking hands together for Sid Sing. Hey, yeah, I think the, I think the easiest way to explain, um, white privilege is like, uh, like white people are like... Uh, like, it doesn't prevent them from having shitty lives. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the easiest way. Like, I think the easiest way to, like, explain it is that, like, white people have a leg up, but they can still lose. Like, I think, every, like, like, imagine if you were playing Super Mario Brothers, right? And you got, like, a lightsaber, right? You could still fall down a hole. Like, you understand? Like, that's <laughs> the best way to explain white privilege is to be, like, is to just allow white, like, I just feel like, you you have to exp- like white people have it pretty bad. It's just that minorities have it even worse. Like I feel like if we just explained that, everyone would be happy. I don't understand why we have to keep pissing off white people by being like, you guys have it so good. No, they have it shitty. We just have it worse. Like that's that's it. That's all that it would take to heal race relations, and we won't do it because uh, uh, we're too busy trying to fight over who has it better. Um, I uh, I don't want kids. I feel like a lot of people have been talking about that. I don't want kids. I, I hate it when everyone's like, oh, but you can't say that until you've had kids. How can you say you don't want kids until you've had kids? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I've never had kids, but uh, I've, I have had parents. You know what I mean? And I've never, I've never looked at my parents and be like, that's what I want to do. That is the life. I've never seen my parents and be like, you know what the best part of their day is? Me. That's never been... I've never had that self-confidence to be like, this is what I should keep going. Uh, man, I uh, I think I wrote the last paper I'll ever write for law school. Uh, that was the thing I did. Uh, is I'm trying to, my hardest to quit. It, <laughs> and it, who was the guy? You you uh, He's gone now. He did like mushrooms and he got an A. I think I did whatever the opposite of that is. Where um, I had to write a memo as a fake lawyer to my fake lawyer boss, right? And so you're supposed to uh, just do it in street legalese, right? And I just got so bored of that. And I was like, I don't even want to come back next year. So what's the funnest thing to do? So I just gave my lawyer like a Coke problem <laughs> and like just kept apologizing for things. So I feel kind of bad for whoever has to read it because there's almost no legalese. And it's just uh, Barbara the lawyer uh, trying to apologize to her boss, Jessica, for burning down her Aspen cabin. Because she got really high and wanted to know how hot fire really was. Uh, but uh, at the end of that, you realize that Google shouldn't be giving the government your emails. That's, that's somehow, those are two things that I wrote about. But I was like, this is boring. Let's talk about acid. Uh, 
I, I'm very worried I might vote for Trump. That's the thing that is something that I don't agree with anything that he says, by the way. I don't I think he's a monster, but like he has just come out and hated every brown person except Indians and like you know? And it's just this weird thing where like, you know when a monster kinda likes you, you can't help but be kinda like, hey, he's not that bad, you know? Like he's misunderstood, you know? You don't understand like I had I, I was I was at a comedy show and this I, asshole was heckling everyone and then he accidentally bumped into me, spilled my drink and then bought me two drinks and I was like you guys maybe you deserve to be heckled you know what I mean like you you brought this on yourself you ass uh, I did a weird gig last night uh, I don't know if there's a joke here but um I I did a I did a bachelor party. Uh, so that's, I am the saddest alternative to a stripper. We can agree, right? If you're like, I don't want to see a woman strip, I want to see a chubby dude tell jokes. Like, that's so sad. But it was amazing. Like, they, it's just interesting to see that that kind of exists, that there are, like, techies who are like, you know what? We respect women, unfortunately, so we're going to hire you. <laughs> and we will pay you a lot of money to do stand-up and improv. Uh, we need more of that. So thank you guys. Good night. Peace. <laughs> Giving his lawyer a cocaine problem. That's awesome. Uh, my dad gave me some great uh, advice when I was a kid. And uh, it said, if you're going to be doing cocaine for 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. <laughs> so that's another thing you can tell your lawyer friend. Yay. Sit, sing, clap again for him. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, your next comedian, he's not going to do push-ups in front of you, uh, but he could. Uh, he might. I don't know. I, last week was really bizarre. <laughs> Every time. You guys were in for the Warren Rock Block. Are you guys excited for the Warren Rock Block? Clap it up. Warren Rock Block right now with your first Warren, Alex Warren. Yay! All right. Uh, I hope you guys um, don't have any expectations for me. That's, and that's how I'm going to start my set. And actually, I'm going to start my set by trying to adjust the wires over here. <sighs> Starting start a low note. I want to figure out how to be angry on stage because things make me angry. And then on my bus ride here, I'm like, I'm getting annoyed with everything. I'm just like, these fucking people, fucking politics, everything about life is bullshit. Um, but, uh, but if I start saying what actually pisses me off, people will identify with it and then it won't work, I think. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's my analysis. But um, uh, Jeff was talking about some like date, like on his birthday, right? I have I have the exact same story, but no punchline. <laughs> so, so this is true that it was my birthday, and I've been going hardcore with OK Cupid, and I've been like trying to hit up a bunch of girls, and I had a date. It was like my birthday, and I didn't really plan on doing anything. I was like, fuck it, so I'm just gonna go on this date. And the Uber driver told me I had to tell the girls it was my birthday, so I did. And um, the real takeaway of that story is that um, she, uh, we started talking about children and then about overpopulation. And I told her about the singularity and how uh, it doesn't matter because robots are going to take over everything. Yay, and, then, and then she left uh, in, in disgust. 
<laughs> that was my birthday. And I'm not even, that's not even, uh, like, if you know there wasn't a punchline, that's literally what happened. And I skipped some parts because I'm ashamed. <laughs> I skipped some parts because I'm ashamed. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, but it seemed very reasonable at the time, and I. F but luckily, her friends were there at the table next to us because you know why? Why not make this super awkward for me? <laughs> and I could drive away like that was a total coincidence. But her high school friends were there. Um, but luckily, one of them believed in the singularity, so we totally hit it off, and we were like all broken out on that. And it's just like, did you hear about this like a thing with Ethereum? You can totally like. And I was just like, yeah, man. <laughs> so that's that was my Monday. Um, and uh, actually, she told me that I was an imperialist because I thought that I don't even know it happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I was looking up though. Hair, interestingly enough, like it all started with overpopulation, and we don't even know the population in like 30 years. Like maybe there's a project. Like that's. <laughs> so there's a projection that it'll be between like 10 billion and 14 billion. And then I figured out that that's like if you took all the hair of those people, that would be as much hair as like the Empire State Building. Um, and so, and you tell me you understand politics, can you even fathom how much hair that is? That's what I'm saying. That's how many people's worth of hair would exist in the future uh, in, in uncertainty. That's how much uncertainty we have about the future and you're worried about you're going to overpopulate the world. You're going to have two children. How much hair do they have? <laughs> you, you bitch. <laughs> uh, she was actually pretty nice. Um, but we didn't really hit it off. Uh, so maybe it was okay, because I don't know if we were really going to get along that well. Um, yeah, but maybe it's because I didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> That's, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't understand online dating. Um, um, Chris isn't here. Whoa. Um, I don't know, mushrooms. I used to do mushrooms a lot, and one time I did them and took a test at school, and I started to get high during the test. And that's not a joke, that's just real. And I passed that test because I'm good at school. All right, thank you. <laughs> Alex Warren is good at school, hooray! This one time at UCSD, uh, I was in college in 1996, and, uh, and then we decided to take acid and then go into a physics seven final and and then we brought crayons and we all sat and we took the final and 20 minutes into it I start getting really high and I start looking around the room at all the other people that are taking tests with crayons and they like look at me and they're like we're out of here we're out. but first the guy the big guy Steve Lutz was his name he actually went up he actually took the test and passed it because he was a genius and walked up and walked out I I didn't turn in my test I just snuck out of the building as quickly as I could like leaving my crayons and my test because I was on acid why would we decide to do that for fun during finals let's just walk into a random physics final and take a test that sounds like fun on acid this is great everybody high five terrible idea don't do that why what are we we didn't have internet back in my day. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Your next comedian, the second half of your Warren Rock Block, every Friday, number 17 and 18, 
This is, these are our boys. This is a rock block boys. They both work out together. I think they both should do push-ups on stage or take their shirts off at some point. I mean, come on, it's comedy. Let us objectify you. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jesse Warren. Yay! That's not true. We don't work out together. I, I'm in a weird mood, though, because uh, I got a text today that said, happy would-be four-year anniversary, Jesse. <laughs> yikes, right? Oh. Fucking yikes! What do I say to that, right? I want to say yikes, but you can't text back yikes. I'm not crazy. I'm not going to text that back. Jesus. Oh, I got goosebumps still, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Ah, uh, yeah. God, I feel like my dick is inside me right now. It's some, yeah. Anyway, that's the state of mind I'm in. And I was, it's hard because we were together for like four, almost five seasons of Breaking Bad. And that's a long, no, we were together for four years, which is a pretty long time. Uh, four years felt so when we broke up it felt more like we were graduating from each other like I walked away feeling like I had earned a bachelor's in Megan that's how I felt and I learned a lot about her do you like you guys know when you like want to learn a new thing and you're like maybe if I work really hard I'll be able to understand everything about this thing and then you start learning and learning and uh, you start to realize that you've only ever just barely scratched the surface the more you like learn about something, right? And you could spend a thousand lifetimes learning about this thing and you would still not even be able to comprehend the vastness of it. And that's exactly um, the opposite of how I felt about my ex. <laughs> I, I knew everything about her. It was pretty basic shit, man. It was really basic. Yeah, I fucking, it was all, it was easy, man. Jesus, she was like a multiple choice test. <laughs> Just like pick and see every time. I was like, yeah, this I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But when, when I first met her, I was fascinated, though. I was fucking fascinated because I was on uh, Six Points of Molly, rolling balls at a rave. That's where I met her. Uh, and uh, when I first noticed her, immediately we um, were just staring and for what seemed like forever into each other's colored contact lenses. <laughs> so I, I felt like I should, I should do something. So I leaned in and I took my binky out and I kissed her. <laughs> Did anybody else go to raves? Uh, that was a weird phase that I went through, wearing binkies as an adult human. Who does that? <laughs> nah, I'd definitely do that, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck. Would you guys get jealous if your girlfriend fucked a robot? No. no. What if it like w was really human, like, like re even looked just like a human? Well, you are. What if she said, "Nah, just the robot." Thank you. <laughs> You're more secure with yourself than I am. I think I would get jealous. I think I would definitely get jealous. I don't like how they're trying to humanize robots. Like, I was okay with, like, Siri being named Siri and Cortana being named Cortana. But Alexa being named Alexa is weird. Don't name a robot a human name. That's a terrible idea. I would get way more jealous if my ex fucked 
Jeez, uh, and now I'm just thinking about my ex. This was supposed to be a hypothetical girl. <laughs> and I just said, I'm going to go cry now. Thanks, guys. I'm going to Jesse Warren. I rejoice in your sadness. No, I don't. That's what I say um, when a team is playing the Warriors and they miss a shot. I say, I rejoice in your sadness. I yell that because I can, because I like being a cheerleader. Your next comedian is from Medford, Oregon. I don't know where that is. I think that my cousin lives there. It's deep. It's deep Oregon, you guys. This is not Portland, Oregon. This is not Trailblazers territory. This is deep Deep Oregon. I really think that my cousin lives there with her three kids in a trailer. I think they're from Medford, Oregon. I don't know because I don't give a shit about my family. But your next comedian is going to be amazing. I'm so glad that she's all the way here on her uh, San Francisco tour. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jennifer Cleveland. That was absolutely flattering. My San Francisco tour, it's the Cure tour. I, I got tickets to see the Cure. It, it, they were amazing. <laughs> that got claps. So I am from Medford, Oregon, and that is uh, Southern Oregon, um, different than Portland, Oregon. Uh, Ashland is a huge community, and the best way to describe it is um, we have people there in their early 20s that live off their parents, uh, and they know everything because they got to travel, and they know so much more than I do. And so I live in Ashland with these beautiful, beautiful sons of bitches. They come up to a 35-year-old, and they're like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. I cannot believe you're drinking Diet Coke. Aspartame gives you cancer. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. And that's like what I live with. I live with the, I did yoga in Ashland to be more enlightened. And I started to realize out of the three yoga classes I took, two of those guys were selling Coke to the students. <laughs> Which statistically speaking makes me actually believe, I mean, look at me, the third yoga teacher thought I was a narc. <laughs> I mean, who would sell Coke to this bitch? Um, and so it pissed me off a whole bunch because I'm sitting here watching this guy who's teaching this inner peace and then turns around to his students and sells them cocaine at such an unreasonable price. <laughs> I was like, no. So we were talking about cats earlier and uh, I am not weird about them, but I like to research things because of Google. I don't need an encyclopedia anymore. So a group of cats have different names. It depends. If it's a wild group of cats they're called a clouder or a destruction and that's fucking awesome Wicked. not as cool as a murder of crows but now domesticated cats they're called a glaring yeah unless it's with a single woman in her 30s then it's called giving up on life <laughs> figured that out on my own. So a couple of things I had to figure out on my own. I grew up and I was always told that if you uh, pretend to be racist, you can get out of court. And that is true if you're the juror, but not if you're the defendant. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me! <laughs> 
I'm loving San Francisco a whole bunch, but like weird things. So like I'm walking down the street today and someone came up to me and said, hey, smile. And this is awkward for me for two reasons, because first off, now I get to know I look really bitchy, I guess, when I'm not thinking about it. I was stoned, so very happy at the time, by the way. So I'm walking down the street, and the guy's like, hey, smile. And that's fucked up, because now I know I have resting bitch face. But also, what narcissistic asshole thinks that he's so important that he can tell a stranger to distort their fucking face to make him more comfortable? Wait, the fuck? He says, smile. It's free. And all I could think to myself is, well, fuck you. I spent the first 30 years of my life thinking I was depressed because my life is shit. Mathematically speaking, that makes sense. But after a couple different doctors talked to me, I am actually diagnosed with anxiety, OCD, and depression. So now I get bispirin, like every single fucking day, 20 milligrams, and that doesn't stop the panic attacks from happening. So I still get Xanax, and they're like little Pez dispenser-looking motherfuckers. And they're not even going to give me that shit unless I do therapy. So my smiles cost $240 a goddamn month. Fuck you, sir. <laughs> True story. I don't like love songs um, at all, but the most, uh, uh, just so you know how old I am, uh, I was listening to the radio when John Mayer was important. And he has this song uh, that... uh, the only non-sexist song that he thinks he has, like the most feminist song he has, is called Mothers Be Good to Your Daughters. And it's because daughters become lovers and lovers become mothers. So the only song he has that says that women aren't objects, he's like, they're fucking cattle. Don't objectify them. That's gonna, like, you're gonna put your seat in that shit. Be respectful to that. And if he wanted a song that was more realistic, it wouldn't be like that. It would be like... um Daughters become college students, and college students can change their major as much as they want, because who gives a fuck anyway? So they live with Allison for a little while the first semester, but then they move into a girl named Megan, and oh my god, Megan's crazy, and they do a bunch of Molly, and that's when she decided not to be an English major, but she was going to an astrological shit instead. And they have this really weird night where they have a threesome, and even though they're married and they see each other on Christmas, they can't even look each other in the eyes because they got really weird and lesbian. And that's not even the fucking point, because she decided to like major in political science, but now she's a barista. <laughs> So be good to your daughters, too. I'm Jenna Faye. Thank you, guys. Jenna Faye Cleveland, spousing the joy and wonderment of John Mayer. Uh, I always... I always was hoping that he would make a song about me, and it, instead of your body as a wonderland, it would be, your body is a water park, because that's where all the children get strange diseases, like, off of them, and, and there's poo, there's, there's, so, it's so strange. Your body is a water park. Don't ever go there. You don't want to go to a water park. And I'm like, why John Mayer, why? Thank you for letting me. I, have, I, I haven't t- thought about John Mayer in years. Uh, I, we will think about our next. He's Jewish, right? No? Mayer, is that a Jewish name? I'm just guessing. I'm trying to segue into our next comedian. Uh, he is not the famous uh, David Roth. He's not David Lee Roth. He was not, he was not a part of Van Halen. But I think he's a lot funnier than that guy. So put your hands together, everybody, right now. It's David Roth. <laughs> I love being introduced as not famous. <laughs> so it's so comforting. So comforting. Um, yeah, so my wife, my wife left me. Uh, I know that sounds like, 
It's like an old, like Rodney Dangerfield. My wife just, yeah, my wife just fucking left me. Uh, that shit happens in reality. So I got some jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, she wanted, uh, where's this guy I needed for, this is my emotional support now instead of Jessica. I just have this guy. <laughs> you look good today, girl. Oh shit, what's Krista doing here? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, my wife, she left me. She's like, I want more danger in the bedroom. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, I'm like a cautious, doughy, Jewy lover. Like, danger is not my middle name. It's Herschel. Like, I, yeah, like, I'm a, I don't know, like, I'm a comfort fuck, basically. She should have known this the whole time. I'm like mac and cheese with a penis. Uh, You know? Thank you, Santa Claus. No, but, like... It's going to be enjoyable, but then afterwards you're going to kind of feel gross. Um, yeah, no, like, ladies, if you make love to me when you make love to me, <laughs> you're going to live to tell the tale. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you might have to, it's not going to be an exciting tale. Uh, you might have to self-publish, but... Oh, shit. Applause break from Pam, baby. Crushing it. Crushing in a mutiny. Self-publishing comedy. It's working. Um, I just don't know why she, my wife expected danger. This is actually embarrassing because you guys, there's just multiple John Mayer references, but we actually met at a John Mayer concert. We met. Our fr- but I don't get why she's expecting danger when we, our first song together was singing, like, Your Body is a Wonderland. I'm like, you, we were singing Your Body is a Wonderland, but apparently, you, like, sorry for treating it that way. Apparently, you want me to treat it. Treat it like the fucking Bart. Uh, yeah. But she was like, we just want different things in the bedroom. I'm like, no, we don't. We both just want someone that acts like a man. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh, like, I am, I, I would say I'm, an, I'm a selfless lover, Pam. Okay? I want my wife to be satisfied, and I would gladly play the, pay the right man $95 to make that happen. I can do that. I can do that. I got disposable income. No, yeah, I'm a man who, I'm a man who acts like a woman in bed, and I want a woman that acts like a man in bed. Like I feel, I feel like I'm a man trapped in the body of a man who fucks like a woman. I, that's kind of hard to follow, but that's, you'll get that joke during Krista's set later. Are, are you, what are you? Are you in the showcase? Okay, I thought she was maybe just here to see me because I need emotional support. Uh, <laughs> She would, she would do that. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, no, like, I have Jewish boy syndrome. Like, I grew up respecting my mother and respecting women, uh, and that is a cocktail for bad sex. That, thank you. Uh, what do I want to say? Yeah, no, like, I'm like, yeah. Um, what did I say? Yeah, wh- women want 50 shades of gray. I'm like 50 shades of grateful. That's, I know, that's, that's going to be my new book. I'm going to self-publish. Call back. Call back in mutiny, baby. Call back, player. Uh, I'm super Jewy as, yeah, Pam, Pam knows how to introduce me, Jewy and not famous. Uh, no, my biggest accomplishment, my most Jewy accomplishment is I had sex with two Esters in one semester. That's, now that's Jewy, right? That's pretty fucking Jewish. Uh, at a, yeah, at a four-year, at a four-year college, sir. This guy, this guy feels me. Um, the first Esther, (laughs) the first Esther, she was really cute. You know, so we had, you know, she was cute. The second Esther, though, I just, how can you not fuck a second Esther? If you have the chance, 
Final, finals are coming up. I just, there was a deadline. Just, you fucked that second Esther, Pam. Um, I'm feeling kind of insecure about my sex life, though. Uh, it's because my, my wife, when we were together, we just, we were watching ABC dramas, and it just makes you feel like they're having sex everywhere but the bedroom, you know? <laughs> like, I'm just insecure. I'm like, on the washing machine, like, that's where I fold clothes. On my relationship to the kitchen floor is using a Swiffer, so I'm feeling... That's my closer at Mutiny, baby. That's it. I'm in David, and I'm still not famous. David Roth, swiffering his way through the... I love your Esther joke. Esther semester. What a wonderful poetic turn of phrase. That's really beautiful. Yay. I have jokes about Esther. I won't tell them now, though, because we're going to move it on. Your next comedian is right there. Uh, you guys should show up or listen this Sunday between 6 and 8 because he is going to be recording a uh, new JustMeAndChicks.com with Allie Littman. It's going to be a lot of fun, so you guys should listen in or show up for that on the Immutables Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m., but right now, you get to see him. Put your hands together. It's Ed Ant! Let's get into this. Yeah, the tradition continues. Yeah. Yeah. In case any of you are wondering, at least half the women have just left the room. Yeah. They show the love. My name is Ed. I abuse my body. This one time in Cleveland, I spent 24 hours straight just walking around trying to get out of Cleveland. <laughs> the worst part wasn't my bloody thighs or the fact that after this I would spend a year outdoors. Oh. It was that after a day. I actually liked Cleveland. <laughs> Have you ever been invited to something on Facebook and just clicked on going because a hot chick invited you? Yeah. Only, <laughs> only to scroll down and realize that it's in another state. <laughs> Maybe Facebook isn't the dating app for you. Picking scabs is like taking a dump. No one is going to stop you from doing it, but you should do it while you're alone. And any friend that tries to get you to do it for, that tries to do it for you is a reason to get back on your medication. <laughs> my mom loves that I do this. She loves that I use my voice. But she wants me to use my native tongue more. So for her, no. <laughs> there used to be a homeless roller skater that lived out front of City Hall called Rocky. Now Rocky 
doesn't live outside of City Hall anymore. No, his meth dealer moved. There's a time and a place for everything, except when it comes to grown men crying. I feel that I would have killed myself years ago if I ever met someone who seemed like they knew what they were talking about. (laughs) Religious people believe in the afterlife, but they seem delusional. Feminists are encouraging, but sometimes they just hate men. And my parents are just bitter that I haven't given them grandchildren yet. Yeah, and because I have no more time left and you guys didn't really laugh at the end of that joke, I'm just going to tell you to go to my website, JustBeAndChicks.com. Go to JustBeAndChicks.com and buy a hoodie. Support this man. Jesus Christ, what are we doing with our lives? Buy the goddamn hoodie. JustBeAndChicks.com. Ed and yes. Your next comedian. He is a fashionable man. He always has beautiful outfits on, and I love it when he wears... I liked your um, outer vestige tonight with the, with the plastic things so that you won't die when you're on your motorcycle. I love that you think about safety. Your next comedian. It does make you look cool, and he's into safety, which I like, because I don't want you to like scrape off a boob or something if you fall off your motorcycle, right? You gotta have that chest plate together. Also, if you wanna pretend that you're Spider-Man one day, you can just go out and do that, uh, or Batman. Either way, you got the outfit. Put your hands together, everybody, it's Avi! What kind of a safety freak gets a Ducati? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I tried dressing normal last week, like no boots, no vest. So I was tired of being objectified. Uh, Made me realize I kind of like being objectified. Also felt naked, so I'm I'm bad. When people ask me if I'm dressed like Prince, I just say yes and go along with it. But in my head, I'm a little princess. (laughs) I guess... To be correct, I should have said the artist formerly known as Prince. Or to be more correct, the formerly alive artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> because he's dead. Oh. No? Too soon? It's not. It would be too soon if he was still alive. This is, by definition, the appropriate time to make that joke. Because <laughs> he's dead. D-E-A-D, dead. Oh. My roommate got a $60 parking ticket for not curbing his wheels on a three-degree incline. Like, that's stupid. Like, to that I say, what about all the times he did curb his wheels? Any traffic cop, has he ever seen that and been like, that's some hot curbing action right there and slap $60 down the windshield? Never happened. Just saying. I don't know why I'm worked up about that. I don't have a car or know how to drive or any adult things, really. What else you got? Oh, right. I used to be an OkCupid person. Now I'm more of an okay, whatever person. (laughs) I tried Tinder before, but I just couldn't get the hang of it. I don't understand their model. I go on Tinder, there's all these hot chicks, hot chick, hot chick, hot chick, and they expect me to be able to swipe, which is just so hard when your fingers are sticky, you know? (laughs) 
you can only be unsuccessful in OkCupid for so long before you start doing some really critical thinking, trying to come up with an alternate narrative, any alternate narrative really, that does not involve having to admit that the problem is your face. <laughs> yeah. So I came up with one. Uh, I call it, the problem is that I belong to a poorly understood ethnic minority, or it's great, not my fucking fault. Um, for example, my white roommate and I installed OkCupid at the same time, and he's getting married next month, and I'm super happy for him. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to figure out if I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> if I were white, I bet I still wouldn't be single. I would probably be paying child support to shitty ex-kids by now. <laughs> Because some things don't change, like regardless of what color I am, I know I'm gonna be a shitty dad. It's good to know yourself. <laughs> That's all I got, thank you. <laughs>
but he's got a broken leg. And the other guy's like, I don't care. And I'm just like, you call that love? What the fuck kind of place is this? But what happened, what I did see at uh, Valencia is like so many hipster douchebags. And I've never really knew what a hipster douchebag was. But now I got a good idea. They wear Chuck Taylors, and notice, I just bought sneakers, and yeah, they are not Chuck Taylors, because I am not going to slide off that slope. (sighs) Fuck that. And you know what else? I had, you know what else they wear? Black glasses. I had black glasses today. I fucking broke, (laughs) broke those things. Hey, you shouldn't fucking jump, because fucking, yeah, that's loud, but Ducatis are louder. It's true. And yo, my last thing I'm going to leave, because we've been talking about it all night, is this white privilege thing. Because, like, I'm telling you, I don't know how to fucking explain it either. Because I was walking around with this guy who's just homeless, you know, and he's he's not even homeless. He has a home. He just don't like going to it, (laughs) which is like everybody. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, we're both getting kicked out of Safeway. I'm like, man, I wish I could have charged this up a little longer. And he's like... Well, I can do that. I'm like, uh, I'm like, he's like, I got a house. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, all right. Well, all right. Well, you want to do that? You want to take this and you'll charge it for me? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. And uh, so then we we're walking and I go, uh, he starts to tell me that. He's like, yo, you know, I get up at five o'clock every morning. And I'm like, 